Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. And you're listening live to Season 5, Episode 2. I'm Todd, and I'm here with Aaron and Scott, cohorts, partners in crime. (laughs) But we don't go too far in crime because it's just too hard to get out of trouble anymore. (laughs) Right? There's too many video cameras anymore. It is. I was just talking to somebody yesterday uh, about I forget who aren't I was. we lucky that we didn't have social media when we were kids? Oh man. Ooh. I mean Yeah, so moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. I was gonna go down a path right there that yeah. Todd Gordon didn't want to go down, folks. That's right. That'd be an exit ramp right there. Uh, That'd be an exit <laughs> ramp. Let's just say this. I know I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah, there's um, no doubt. Uh, it'd be a little different. And I'm still never going to run for president. I know that. Yeah. No. They go way too deep for that. Yes, they do. Yeah. They would make up social media for that. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. It does my heart good to see you too. I yeah, know. absolutely. It has been. Well. Good to see you, but we do have a face for podcasts, so that's that's where we'll stick with. And that's right. We, we won't go live video quite yet. But hey, let's uh, let's dive right in. We want to uh, you know get right to our our topic, and we're going to spend a couple episodes. This one and our next next episode talking about the article that um, we published. I say Scott published, I guess we helped write it, but, you know, Scott put together and and, uh, was published. And it's the 10 lessons that we've learned in many years, over 80 years as athletic administrators. You start to combine combine our years together. That's not just mine relative to (laughs) rumors. I'm the oldest amongst us. It is combined leadership or combined. Anyway. I digress, but we're going to talk about the first five uh, in this episode and the second five in the next episode. So I hope you'll stick with us and uh, listen to both episodes, but but we're going to dive right in. The 10 lessons we've learned in over 80 years as athletic administrators. Number one, surround yourself with like-minded, successful athletic leaders. Guys, let's uh, dig into that a little bit. who wrote that one? Because when we wrote the article, uh, you know, we, we kind of all three submitted three or four of them, and then we whittled yeah. it to ten. But who, who put it, that one in there? Is, is it is it bad that don't I tell me it was me? Because I forget. I, isn't it, I don't is even it remember who did. I don't it. remember is which it? did who did what anymore. I don't remember. I don't. I really I don't, don't either. I I know this. That one's too smart for me, so it's one of you two. Okay, I'm going to give it to Scott. There you go. I think that is actually. I think I, I do think no, that's no. Scott. Um, I'll jump in first because I think there's yeah. two things as you looked at kind of the other things we we talked about there. Um, the first one talked about uh, you know there's finding mentors. Yeah. Um, 
And, and I think, you know, what I go back to one of our whys about this whole podcast, why we started BTBs up was to try to help uh, maybe a resource for younger ADs, um, someplace they could listen to and just listen to a couple of crazy old guys like us who have been around the block <laughs> and survived a bit um, and, and just learn how we got through it. And I, I think that's one of the most key things that you can do as a leader is you find people who have been down the path you're on and, and been on the path you want to be on and where you want to go. And, and pick their brain. Um, and don't be afraid to uh, think a lot of times we, we uh, as aspiring leaders, we want to kind of got this, oh, I can do this. I got it on my own kind of attitude and we don't need to ask for help. Yeah. And, and we got to find mentors. I think the smartest thing you can do is find people who have been on that path and learn from them. Uh, and, and that was one of the key things I think we talked about. I wanted to make sure we, we brought up and encourage folks uh, in that area. Right. And then, you know, Let's talk a little bit, Scott, about, you know, joining, being involved in your conference, the district level, the state level, national level, and what that means. And, 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 you know, now that we've got our, you know, Iowa High School Athletic Director Association district meetings coming up, you know, obviously, um, we've got a a lot of great ADs um, at the district level in in all of our states, um, as well as our state associations. And I, and I, being over out at the, uh, the leadership summit out in Indianapolis this past weekend uh, just reminded me of how influential and how huge of an impact being involved in um, all the state associations and the national um, interscholastic athletic administrator association has had on my career as an athletic administrator and how important that's been in my, my own personal growth. You know, we, we talk about surrounding ourselves with like-minded people. I think when we go to the conferences and we have those, the opportunities to, to, you know, go to conference meeting with our ADs, we can all sit down and, and commiserate a little bit about all of the things that we're going mm-hmm. through and the things we're struggling with. And there is some solace in the fact that we know others are going through it, that we're not alone in dealing with the nonsense we deal with on a daily basis. So, um, and, and I would say on top of that, too, is and, and I think, you know, our friendship is a, a testament to that, um, how important it is that we, you know, have people that we're, you know, bring alongside of us. We have people that mentor us that are, that are pulling us up and then we, um, you know, that are, are being mentored and have others with us that we are reaching down and helping others um, and helping them, you know, learn and grow um, as professionals, as athletic administrators. Right. right, and I would just – I would leave this topic with this. I don't think you can do it without it. Yeah. You, you can't do it without a close group of people, just two or three ADs that you can call at any time and talk with. I know, you know, without singing Kumbaya and holding hands through the – Light a few candles. Uh, podcast here, you know, I, I know – I'll just speak for each one of us. I don't think we would have made it through the last few years alone. I know we wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. No. And so I'm grateful for that. But I think you just have to, you know, as Garen said, we think we can do it all. And there's there's things you have to do. But we've got to humble ourselves and be to know that we can't and just to bring those people alongside. So take advantage of those opportunities you have um, to talk with and work with. But if you can find two or three, that's going to help you get through it. So number one, surround yourself with like-minded, successful athletic leaders. Number two, 
Tell your story or someone else will. Tell your story or someone else will. Scott, why don't you lead this yeah. off? I'm I'm sure this was yours. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is mine. I, I I heard it a long time ago, and uh, I, you know it's it's crazy enough to 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 say that you know when I was as an athletic minister, I remember people saying, "There's no way I'm ever going to be on social media. There's no way I'm going to have a mm. Facebook account or a Twitter account." You know, and now there's you know. Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, there's 18 different things on there. But how important it is for us as athletic administrators to tell the stories of our coaching staff, all the great things, the huge impact that they have on our student athletes each and every day, the great things our student athletes are doing within our teams, not only on the court or on the stage or on the field, but also in the classroom and out in our, in our communities. Um, and as athletic leaders, I think it's important that we really try to share our mission, our vision, our core values for what we want our athletic de department to be, because I think that we need to bring, you know, our coaches, our parents, our teachers, our administration, our student athletes on that journey um, that we try to attain um, through our mission, vision and our core values. So uh, I, I feel like this is a really important one. Um, I think it leads to a lot of success um, within our athletic departments, within our staffs, um, just being able to share that story because we all know we have all the naysayers and the energy vampires and all the people out there that don't want us to be successful, that want to put down our coaching staff, that want to put down our student athletes, that want to attack, you know, education-based athletics, that we need to do our part in promoting all the values that come with education-based athletics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you mentioned the, uh, you said energy vampires there. And of course that's yeah. the John Gordon thing. Yeah. And, and, and I get reminded when I, when I read this and I'll be honest, I'll tell you from, so Friday night we're at a football game and I'm talking with <laughs> one of our, our, uh, our student journalists on the sideline, she's taking pictures of the game and stuff. We're talking and chit chatting a bit. And she's showing me how many people watch the video she'd posted of the, yeah. um, of our punt return for a touchdown that she caught on video it was just in the right place at the right time. And then she all of a sudden looks at me. She goes, she goes, well, that's on our, our torch Instagram. We tag you all the time on your Instagram account, Mr. Stecker, but you never reply back. And I told her, I said, you know, I started the Instagram account. I just, I don't keep up on that as much. I, it's hard enough for me to keep up on Twitter. And having this conversation, I'm going back to her saying that. And I'll be the first one to admit, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have the time to do the social media. I don't want to put the time into it. I got nope. a to-do list. I can't even get past number one. I don't have time to do that. But here's one of our students saying they're trying to reach out, connect, and, yep. and engage me in the story they're trying to tell. And I'm not using that uh, as an AD. Am I missing an opportunity? Yep. Um, you know, so if you're not on there telling the story, and I go back to the John Gordon thing, if you're not engaged in this, remember he talks all the time about it, in a lack of communication, there's a void. Yep. Uh -huh. And that void is always going to be filled with negativity. Uh -huh. Yes. In our no world. doubt. Um, and so tell your story or somebody else will, and it won't be the story you want told. <laughs> and you'll miss opportunities, probably like I am, uh, to positively engage with your kids. So, yeah. Yeah. There's such yeah, a huge The only thing I'll add here. with that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I would add this as we close uh, number two out that I think a lot of people have a vision statement. You know, they have a mission statement. Uh, they have core values for their athletic department and we put them on the wall 
but then we have to keep visiting them. If I, you know, I think it's just, we've got to keep those in front of us. We have, if we really believe it and then we have to keep pounding it isn't the right word, but we got to keep pounding that thing in and we've just got to keep, you know, the old pound the stone thing, but we got to keep, we have to keep those core values and everything. And that's where you can start to tie it all together. I think is, yeah. you know, we've got this core value, or we've got this vision and then all of a sudden something happens that supports that, share it, get it out yep. there and tie that core value, tie that vision statement into what just happened. But you, you just got to constantly be looking for those things. And that's got to be part of your DNA of who you are and, and what you're doing as a athletic administrator. So number two, tell your story or someone else will. And I think it's good to remember that if, I think that's a great point, Aaron. If there's a void, you know what it's going to be filled with. So tell your own story. Number three, make sure you continue to develop your skills through professional development. I'll start this a little bit. Um, I, I just think because we have in here that, you know, leaders are readers. And I can tell you that, you know, just for me personally, when I started reading more and studying more about leadership and really tossing myself into different leadership books and, and I just felt, I felt better. Mm -hmm. And you, you make time for what's important. And, you know, we shared on this probably in season four where, you know, you've got to have a routine. You've got to have, you know, that early morning. I know it's hard, but, uh, we've got to get up, we've got to exercise, we have to read, we have to, for me it's read, it's exercise, journal, read, and just keep doing that and, and read two or three different things a day, two or three different resources, but um, it's got to be part of who we are, and I, I think we're, we're missing out, we aren't becoming to our full potential, we aren't getting better, you know, the old 1% principle, sometimes it's just another five minutes, but we got to find that five minutes. I think it's something we've got to really dedicate ourselves to. And I felt myself become better when I did that towards the end of my career. You, Todd, you talk about you feel better. Um, I, I'll just, if you, if you do an honest assessment, I'll do an honest assessment of myself. Um, I started out pretty strong. I, I go back to 21, 22, and I'll even wrap this year into it. I started pretty strong a year ago in trying to get back into routine of daily reading and, and getting going on that. And I, but I let it fall, let it falter off, and I got past winter break and into the grind of winter and then into the grind of spring. And, and by, the, by the spring, I wasn't doing a thing. I was doing very little or a lot less than I wanted to be. And that's when I start to feel the drag. Um, mm-hmm. you, were, you were, and I'm, I'm saying that to just emphasize, Scott, or Todd, you are spot on when you say, when you're spending time investing in yourself, you will feel better about the job you're doing. Yep. Um, I think most of us, if we think about our low spots as an AD or as a leader, it's when we are uh, caught up in the minutia of the job rather than trying to be the best we can be and spending that time in the job. So we prioritize so much and so much of our life is, is, is invested in serving others that we forget about ourselves. But you know, it's the old adage that we talk about too. You have to invest in yourself. Um, Just like you you have to schedule that time. And you got to block that off. And I just, 
Yeah, I, I just if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, for right. me, it's right. really important for me to get on my calendar. And Aaron, you said this, and it reminds me like I was really good. I was like you last year. I was really good about going and working out every day and getting to reading. And whenever I think about when I reflect back to all those times, I'm like, I'm isolated. I'm not investing time in myself. And I get wrapped up in all the BS that we have to deal with every day. Those are the times when I feel terrible. And those are the times that I need to reach out to you guys or reach out to other people that, that can help me through those times. And we all kind of fall into that path where we don't take care of ourselves. We're not reading what we need to, you know, we're not doing all those things we need to do and how important that is. And Todd, you mentioned like, that's important for us to schedule that time and make sure that we are, you know, you made a great point there too, Todd is like, we are always serving others and we're always filling other people's coffee cup and we need to fill our own coffee cup mm-hmm. every once in a while too. Or right. our spark or our yep. spark cup. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the last thing we, we mentioned in that is invest in you. And that's not selfish. That's not selfish to those listening. Oh, no. It's it's not selfish at all. It's you you can't be at your best as a leader unless you're at your best. So invest in yourself. Number four ties very closely to number three. Number four, always remember your why. I know we all three love this one. Yeah. Um, Scott, why don't you kick this one off? Yeah, and. I mean, this is, this is the tough one too. And, and we kind of start talking through, you know, surround yourself, Mike, you know, tell your story, make sure you're continuing to develop yourself. And that all kind of pours into, you know, all those things that we do help us remember our why, our purpose, why we do what we do, why we want to be athletic directors, what we got to think back to those, what made us want to be an AD. And typically for most of us is because we had a coach or an athletic director or a teacher that had an impact on us. And we want to try to pay that forward. Now, maybe we don't always do, you know, everything that we're supposed to, but we strive um, to do the best we, we possibly can. And, and I know at times we fall short. Um, there's been times in my career, I feel bad about things I've done um, and maybe not have done. Um, but at the end of the day, we always got to go back and think about these things that we're talking about right now, because those at the end of the day are going to help us remember our why. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I always loved when, uh, whenever we have, we've had guests on, we always ask this question, what's your why? And, and I think the way we've always phrased this question, it doesn't matter which one of us have thrown that question out there. Mm-hmm. One of the phrases we use is when your hit when your feet hit the ground yep. at the beginning of the day, what what drives you forward into your day? And I think if nothing else, this needs to be something that's on the forefront of your mind all the time, um, especially when it's hard yeah. um, to be that driver, to be that springboard, to be that reason to to engage positively in the day, to engage with energy in your day. I mean, if your feet hit the floor and you aren't thinking about why you're doing what you're doing today, all you're thinking about is all the reasons why you don't want to do this today. <laughs> it makes for long days. And I think that's mm-hmm. when we get ourselves in trouble as athletic administrators and, and, and leaders uh, in our school 
um, is when we're not focusing on the why did our feet hit the floor today yeah. um, on that. And it's hard. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I would challenge, you know, one of the things we say there is write your purpose statement and post it where you can see it every day. How many of us really have it someplace we can see it every day? We talk about it all the time. We probably give that advice to our coaches, give that advice to our students. Uh, hey, write your goals down. Put them someplace you can see them every day. Do we? Yeah. Uh, it's a question to ask yourself um, if, if it's out there. So. Well, I, I yeah, know that I, it's a it's a good good place for self reflection um, yeah. and honesty, self honesty, and. Um, <laughs> And I, I would I would say this, and then uh, Scott, you can close this thought up. I yeah. and we've offered this before, but we we want to help you write your purpose statement. I think we have a a plan, we have a procedure that's helped us do it. It's just a little elevator speech going up one floor. You tell me what you're going to be, you know, your why statements, twenty twenty five words. But we have a process to help you write it. And if you want some help to do that, we can hop on a call quick one of us can and can help you write that because as Aaron said at the end of the day during the day at the start of the day we've got to know what that purpose statement is and what that why statement is and it's got to be in the forefront of who we are and what we do yeah I I remember when we did our when we do our one word every year um, that just reminded mm -hmm. me of of that one word and I know that I've got my transformational purpose statement and my one word on my mirror. So when I get up in the morning, my wife always told me I got to, I got to smile at myself in the mirror, which is, it's tough many mornings. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can always see my purpose statement and my one word for this year. And um, so that when, when Aaron said that, that reminded me of, you know, why it's important to have that in front mm -hmm. of me. And some days I look at that purpose statement and I was like, and I kind of reflect on the day before. I'm like, I really sucked at that yesterday. And now can I be better? And then I see my one word and I think, did I do something today? Or did I do something yesterday that made, got me closer to, to aspiring to that one word? And I could either say, no, uh -huh. I didn't really do anything yesterday. Okay, now what am I going to do today? So I, I think it is important yeah. to, to see those. I, I know you wanted him to finish that one off, but man, Scott, what you were just saying, I just read this yesterday. It just reminded me of this because you, you said, and I, I'm going to call you out on it. You kind of said it with a negative connotation of, man, I, I get to the end of the day sometimes. And I, well, I sucked at that today. Yeah. Man, that's, that is, don't, I don't want you to say that in a negative connotation. We shouldn't. And we do. Yeah, I know. We do say it in a negative connotation. We want to beat ourselves up and we shouldn't. And so I read this yesterday. I'm doing some Brian Kane stuff and I read it mm -hmm. and he's talking about routine and time management. He talks about the importance of bookending your end. Or bookending your day. Uh -huh. Start starting your day with what's the most important things for me to be doing today, and ending your day with reflection on how did it go and right. what went well, mm -hmm. and what can I be better at tomorrow. Right. So Scott, I challenge you. It's fine. I yep. challenge all. I'm saying it to you because I'm saying it to me, and I'm saying I know Todd's thinking the same thing. Oh, and for anybody out there, let's be careful that we go look at the end of the day and look at our 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 why statement or a one word that might be in our mirror and only see the negative. And all oh, I didn't do that worth a hoot today, but what are three yep. things you did well? Because I guarantee we all did three things today to move us closer to that. But bookend your day. How do you start it with high energy? How do you end up being reflective so I can be better tomorrow? Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah. So always remember your why. That's number four. Number five, whenever you have the choice, choose patience.
Aaron. This one was mine. So one out of the it first was, five are one. mine. That should give you guys all the, the taste of the ratio of how this worked out. No, um, <laughs> I tell you what, I put this one in here, and I, I'll, this one is driven from my one of my mentors, uh, Mary Wilsinski, Dr. W, our principal here at Kennedy for a long time, who, who took a chance on me way back. Um, and I was a tenants facilitator at the time. Um, and, and that can, if you've ever been a tenants facilitator and you own a school of 1800 kids trying to find the kids of skip next number of classes have been tardy, man, that's a long list of kids and it can be rough. And you start getting focused on how many kids did I see today? And I was talking with her, having a conversation about, uh, oh, I saw 54 kids this morning before lunch and talking about all these things. I don't remember exactly what the number was, but, but she looked at me just square dead in the face when I finally took a breath, which you guys know could be hard to find but i took a breath she's like aaron i'm not interested in you being efficient i'm interested in you being effective Uh slow down and be effective with the people you have time to meet with and this statement comes from that from this we we find ourselves i think as leaders we can get so many things on our to-do list and let so many people walk in a room and drop take the monkey off their back and dump it on our back Uh that we feel rushed and like i've got to just I, I got to get through this to do list and get these things done so I can feel like I've gotten, you know, you know checked enough boxes for the day mm-hmm. and we get stuck on efficiency rather than effectiveness. And I think we have to step back and find those things that we can just take, Hey, I can take some time on this decision and get it right rather than rush it and get it half right. Um, there's times we can't, we all know that there's time, you know, the PA system goes down. That's not a time to sit back and go, huh? Huh? I wonder, you know, you gotta, you gotta hop on that and go, but boy, don't let that, don't let that sense of urgency spill into things that take, that need our time, that need our thought, that need our wisdom and experience to have time to simmer, to, to make things happen for our communities. Love it. Effectiveness over efficiency. Yeah. Well, that rounds up our, our, our five there. And um, Aaron summed that up. We don't need to add anything to that. Yeah, that's perfect. Number one, surround yourself with like-minded, successful athletic leaders. Number two, tell your story. Someone else will. Number three, make sure you continue to develop your skills through professional development. And I would add through personal development. Number four, always remember your why. Remember your purpose statement. Remember why your feet hit the floor. And then reflect on that at the end of the day. Bookend your day. And number five, whenever you have a choice, choose patience. Choose that effectiveness. So that's one through five. We'll hit six through ten in our next episode. Scott, you're going to close us out today. Yeah, as we, as I think through all the things we've talked about today, the the remembering our why and and how can we go back? And Aaron made a great point. Uh, kind of made me laugh. But um, how we, we can get to the end of the day and like, man, we really sucked at that today. Um, but, you know, how can we as athletic administrators, as athletic leaders go back and kind of, you know, ignite or, you know, spark that passion or for why we do what we do? And as someone who's screwed up as much as I have, um, you know, as an AD or just as Scott Jarvis in general, um, I really feel like our educators, our ADs, um, right now are really struggling with, you know, 
gosh, how do I, how do I do all this stuff? How am I, how am I going to get all these things I need to get done, but then still have time to lead my athletic department. So I think, you know, educators feel like they are, you know, working in like chaos. Our ADs are working in chaos. They're overworked, they're overwhelmed, they're stressed out. Um, so how do they go and find that joy? How do they reclaim or try to spark that passion that got them into doing what they do? And uh, what concerns me most is, you know, all these ADs are, you know, you know, isolated and in many schools are by themselves um, and nobody really else has that job. So how can we reach out to them and affect them as athletic leaders um, and then have them be a spark and a passion for their student athletes and coaches and at the end of the day, we want our ADs to go out and lead their departments versus just manage and do those checklists like we talked mm-hmm. about. So, um, you know, my challenge to all of our ADs out there, if you're listening, you know, reach out to Todd, Aaron, or myself. We are here uh, to help you. <laughs> we we know what you go through on a daily basis. And, and that was, we talked about this before we got on tonight, uh, but we wanted to do this to to help out and reach out to those ADs who are struggling and who need help. Um, and I think all three of us, our, our passion and our transformational purpose really kind of has guided us to, you know, having this podcast and, and doing what we do continually. And, and part of that is helping our ADs. So really want to reach out to our ADs and let us, let them know that we are here for you and, and, you know, beyond the bench is here to help you in those days where you're like, why am I doing this? Let us help you you know, spark and find that passion again. Yeah. Great point, Scott. And, um, that's a goosebump moment for me because when we sat five years ago yeah, and talked about this, it was to help ADs and that's, yeah. we don't waver on that. Yeah. Our format may change a little bit, uh, but our hearts don't change and we want to help you. And we've got time to do that. That will always be our passion. All three of us on beyond the bench and personally, I know. So let's do this guys. I want to end this with, um, giving a phone number and our email. Yeah. It's unscripted. I'm just saying this is what we're going to do. So if you need something and you want to reach out, um, this is how you get a hold of me, Todd Gordon, my phone number, 712-579-6015. Now, I will say this. If I don't answer right away and I don't see a name, I won't answer right away. But leave a message or text me and we'll be in touch because I I just I don't need any more car warranties. Okay, so (laughs) um, just let me know. (laughs) 712-579-6015 for Todd. My email address, very simple, Todd A. Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N, at gmail.com. Todd A. Gordon at gmail.com. Aaron, share yours, please. Yep. Uh, so Aaron Stecker, uh, phone number 319-899-6078. And my car warranty is just about worn out or is this about expired? <laughs> so if you've got a good one to sell me, let me know. No. Uh, 319-899-6078. And you can get me at A. Stecker. S-T-E-C-K-E-R at crschools.us. Thank you. Scott? Yep. So my phone number is 641-840-9000. 
888-998-9929. And you can reach out to me um, at pocketad at hotmail.com. That's P-O-C-K-E-T-A-D at hotmail.com. There you go. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you both. Thank you. And we appreciate everything that uh, UADs do out there, you leaders do, because you are leaders. And uh, we'll help you any way we can. But we appreciate everything you do. And we hope that you are blessed and you have a great week. Be blessed, everyone.